0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sarah Fisher Talks Connective Parenting. I hope you are all well. I'm recording this just after um, England have been told we're going back into a second lockdown and I'll be honest over the weekend I've had huge mixed mixed emotions from this is fine nothing's really changing for us because we haven't been socialising that much it's all okay to oh my God, this is awful. I hate this. I can't cope. What are we going to do? You know, and all of that stuff and everything in between. And also supporting my son and his feelings through this and kind of, is it safe for me to go to school, mum? You know, wouldn't it be better if we were at home, you know, doing online learning and that the logic and the rationale behind that. And yesterday when I posted in my free group, the importance of looking after ourselves, particularly during this time, one of the questions that came up was how do you keep yourself calm particularly when your child is escalating and I think this is a really important topic and so I wanted actually to do this week's podcast slightly differently to what I had intended and really talk about how we can keep ourselves calm through the storm and that storm might be your child escalating and you know trying to help them manage their emotions and it might also be kind of keeping yourself in a in a, as good a place as you can do as we go through this very strange period in our lives. And we often think about mental health and the, the importance of it. And it's okay not to be feeling okay. It's also okay to be feeling okay, if that makes sense. You know, you can be both. I think it's acknowledging where you are is the important bit. And staying calm is often seen as the the thing we should all be doing. And yeah, it's great. But you know, sometimes when your child is really escalating, it's really, really hard to do, particularly if you're on hour, two, three, four. I know as a parent, I used to find those really hard, really hard because by then I was exhausted. I also know that, you know, if you've had a busy day, And it might have been a really good day. It might have been a really tricky day. I don't know about you, but by the time you get to bedtime, your patience is wearing a little bit slim because you're tired. You're ready for bed. And that's when your child maybe decides that they need to chat or they're full of energy and they want to bounce around or they don't want to go to bed. And I think that's also one of the times when as adults, it can be harder to stay calm because we're tired and we're exhausted and it's OK not to stay calm all of the time. Yes, we don't want to be really yelling and screaming at our kids. Of course not. But the reality is sometimes your voice may get a little bit louder. You may have less patience because you're human. And that's OK. It's OK to be human. You know, I learned about MVR nearly five, oh, five and a half, six years ago. I don't stay calm all the time. You know, I know what I should be doing and I know that if I was perfect at this, I would never lose my rag at my son. I would never shout. I would always be calm. I'd never be short or bad tempered. But the reality is I'm human and sometimes I can't manage it. What I am quite good at now is saying, you know, mate, I'm really tired tonight. I haven't got the patience to go through this. So please, can we just do this, you know, do something together? So that's one of the things I want to talk to you today. Is about regulating ourselves because so often we think about how can I help my child calm down in the moment when they're escalating? And our energy is on calming them down and not necessarily on keeping ourselves regulated. And I think that's a little bit backwards because if our energy is going on regulating them, if we're already tired, we're already running on depleted energy and we don't then have the energy as much as we want to to calm them down. But we also then might not be able to keep ourselves calm. Actually, if we can regulate ourselves and keep ourselves calm, we are then helping them to stay regulated or regulate themselves and calm. That co-regulation is so important because if we are calm and relaxed we're giving out different energy, a different vibe. We're, we're showing them it's OK. If we're really raised up with them and I don't know, shouting, screaming, whatever's going on, then that raises the whole energy of the room. Now, what I would say is, you know, if you're finding yourself in that place, please, this is not a don't feel bad. Acknowledge it's happening and think, OK, what do I need to be doing differently to help me help my child? Don't, Go into that trap where I've been, and I know parents I work with go to, which is, I'm useless, I'm rubbish, I can't do this. Because you can do it, we just need to change our thinking around it and kind of reframe how we think about it. So, we want to be thinking, as my child is escalating, what can I do to keep myself calm? Now, these things I'm going to share with you work for your children as well, but often we think about just telling the child to do it. Now, so often, if your child is escalated, if you say to them, you need to do this to calm yourself down or do this, it'll help you feel better. Many, many children will kind of look at you and go, uh, no, I'm not doing that. Why would I do that? Because they may not be ready to regulate and calm down or they're in that very kind of um, defiant mood and then just not going to do what you say. And that's not them choosing to be difficult. It's just where they are in their brain at that point in time. If you start doing those things that regulate, they are more likely to copy and follow you, but also then you are giving off those calmer vibes. So there are lots of different things we can do. We can do some deep breathing or do some different breathing exercises that help to keep you regulated. And it's really interesting the number of parents I work with who say, you know, When I start deep breathing and making it obvious that's what I'm doing, often my child will copy after a while or they'll say, what are you doing? And, you know, I'll just respond and say, well, I'm deep breathing. It helps me stay calm and it's quite good. It means I can stay here for you and stay connected. When they hear that over time, it works for them. And, you know, you could deep breathe, you could breathe in and blow out raspberries, for example, add a bit of humour into it as well, make it really obvious what you're doing. You know particularly younger children if you start you know blowing raspberries it's great for your regulation and for lots of them they'll be you know they'll want to engage with that after a while and you can help them calm down through it so that can work doesn't work for everybody but like with everything there's no one size fits all the other thing is some form of um physical activity so you might want to start marching on the spot or jogging on the spot or doing star jumps or push-ups against the wall, or if you've got a trampoline, go and jump on it yourself and start bouncing around. It's really, it's fascinating how, you know, when I used to do that, I used to go and jump on the trampoline and then my son would come out and tell me off for not, you know, trampolining properly or whatever it was I wasn't doing. And I'd be like, oh, do you want to show me how to do it then? Then he'd get on. If I said to him, go and bounce on the trampoline uh, to calm yourself down, not in hell because I'm not doing it properly, he wants to show me how it's done. So sometimes it is around regulating ourselves helps us to creatively get them on board with regulating and realising it's okay. Other things that can work really well are kind of sensory things. So for example, you know, stress balls. And obviously, you know, if you've got a thrower, stress balls aren't great because they're brilliant projectiles. So, you know, think about what you're using. But yeah, stress balls, um, those big kind of Pilates balls, you know, exercise balls that um you can sit and bounce on. They're brilliant for regulating blue tack, chewy foods, crunchy foods, have a drink. Um, Those types of things can work really, really well at regulating, you know, even just squeezing a cushion, get a cushion and give it really tight squeezes and hold it tightly. That can work brilliantly for regulating ourselves. And, you know, I know for me, um, for example, um, doing some yoga stretches helps to regulate me sometimes or walking up and down on the spot really fast and getting that kind of impact through my body works brilliantly, as does bouncing around on the um, Pilates ball. So it is about finding what works for you, whereas other things don't work particularly well for me. Um, So I don't like um, kind of light touch, for example. I find that, oh, that sends shivers down my spine. But I know other people prefer really light, soft touch, and that really relaxes them. So you'll need to do the things that work for you to help you relax you and to help you stay regulated. And when you're doing that, your child will, over time, learn what works for them. And that's the important thing. You're role modelling that it's okay to be angry, but here's the ways that you can release that anger safely, because what we don't want is them feeling like they have to hold all of their emotions in and not express them because that's not healthy. We want to help them understand healthy ways of expressing them. So if we can stay calm through the storm by doing things that help us to regulate and release our emotions, we're not only helping us, we're helping our children. So I think my my kind of call out from this is have a think about what works for you and maybe try different things if you're not sure. Sometimes we have to try different things to work out what's going to work. You know, if you know that humour, for example, works for you, have some ways of doing things that make you laugh, that help you stay regulated. Um, If you know humour is a really bad one for your child and it's going to wind them up even more, then that might not be the right thing for you to use in the moment because it might relax you, but it might irritate them. And it's about finding what works to help you stay calm through the storm, but also ride the storm with them. Because, you know, for some children, if you are Really, really calm, they find that really hard. And we are there with them to ride the storm with them. We're not standing on the shores saying, Here you go, you go and ride it. It's absolutely fine. We'll watch you from here. We're saying, We're in this with you. We're here for you. We can help you manage this and help you stay safe. And so, by keeping ourselves calm through that storm, we can manage it and we can lead them through it and we can take them through it. And that's where we're going when we regulate ourselves. We are showing them the path through the storm. And that's why it's so, so valuable and so important that we do it, but do it in a way that works for each of us as an individual. Now, if you are one of those people that physical exercise works, i.e. going for a run or something like that, you're going to have to find things that you can do in the house. Um, so, you know, find that form of physical exertion that works for you within the house and find things that your children could copy. Okay, so if you know that a glass of wine calms you down, please don't have one in front of your child in the middle of a meltdown uh, because they can't copy that. Well, they might do it, they're 18 or 19, but they can't copy that. So it is about doing those things that your children can copy and can work for them. Okay, hanging upside down is another one. Um, You know, that is hugely regulating for all of us, and there's some brilliant um, yoga exercises. that can help you regulate. So you can put your um, bottom against the bottom of the wall and your legs up the wall and it's really calming. And children can easily copy that. And if you know that your child often hangs upside down on the sofa, for example, you know that works for them. You know that regulates them. So think about what works for you and use those regulatory things to help keep yourself calm and help you, you to ride that storm with them and lead them through it. And yes, it's not going to be the first time you do this, you know, you might find they copy and they calm down really quickly. And you're like, wow, that was amazing. That worked brilliantly. It might not feel like it's making any difference for the first two, three, four, five, six times. And then all of a sudden, you'll see them do something and you'll think, oh, wow, they're giving that a try. They're trying it. And then you know that you're moving forward and you found something that they think might work for them. And you can keep building on that and being there and supporting them, because I promise you 100% that they will follow you. They will copy you when they are ready to do it and in their own time. So I hope this has helped. Um, I hope this has made sense. If you've got any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out. If you're in my free free Facebook group, can't say it. Um, you are welcome to you know post questions, ask, get feedback. It's absolutely fine. Um, and these are the kind of things we cover in the Connective Parenting Hub, and we'll also be talking about a lot of these things at the conference um, in the middle of November next week. So if you've got I say any questions, if you're struggling with those kind of meltdown moments in your home whether they are five minutes or three hours come and jump in the group ask any questions you know get the support you need from a an amazingly friendly non-judgmental group Uh, so the facebook group is called connective parenting using mvr and i'll put the link in the show notes for you as well and i said i hope this has helped and i look forward to seeing you on the next episode sarah fisher talks connective parenting